you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today we're doing an espresso brew and we're going to be talking all about how to map out a big life goal. Now, if you watched my more personal like platforms or channels, then you'll know that I have this series coming up called Utober. It's one of my bigger life goals every single year. And this year I feel like I really got like a good system down in terms of planning it and just keeping on top of everything. So in general, I'm going to share with you guys how I basically mapped out that goal or the system in which I used, but you can use this system to map out pretty much any big life goal that you have. So brew yourself up a nice warm or cool beverage since we're just only now dipping into September, so it's still kind of toasty out. And just before we jump in, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote to set the vibe. And this one comes in from Andrew Carnegie saying, if you want to be happy, set a goal that commands your thoughts, liberates your energy, and inspires your hopes. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk. For today's espresso brew, we're gonna be talking all about how to set life goals and what kind of goals we should set. And just basically my process and opinion on how I like to do it in a way that I find is very helpful. I mean, I get these goals usually pretty well done, but also just in general, we're gonna talk about goals, we're gonna talk about motivation. It's gonna be fun. Even if you clicked today's video or clicked on today's Coffee Talk podcast and you don't have a goal in mind, don't even worry about it. We're gonna go through all of even setting goals. We're gonna think about all types of things. We're gonna look at goals from every perspective today. First and foremost, before we can even get to how to map out the life goals that we might have, first we need to know what our goals are. We need to set our goals. So I figured it would be smart to kind of be begin today's topic or begin today's chat talking about what kind of goals we should be setting and like how to set SMART goals, right? So maybe you guys have heard of this term before, but SMART goals is actually like an acrostic poem, if you will, um, where each letter in SMART actually means something. So if you ever come to a goal or you're setting a goal, you can always ask yourself, is this a SMART goal. So what that actually means is first and foremost, is it a specific goal? Do you know specifically what the goal is or does it feel kind of vague? The second one is, is it measurable? Is it a measurable goal? Like what is the measure in which it'll feel like the goal is complete? Um, a is, is it attainable? Meaning is it realistic? Is it like outside of the realm of possibility or is it attainable for you? R is, is it relevant? And this one is really important. We're going to talk about this, but basically is it relevant to the type of person you want to be or to the type of life that you're trying to create? Because otherwise, what's the point in that goal, you know? And 
then last but not least, T is, is it time bound? So when exactly is the deadline? By what time do you want to have this goal complete? Etc. Etc. So let's dive into all of those a little bit more specifically before we go into exactly how to break down our life goals. So first things first, when we're setting goals, we want to be specific about the types of goals that we set. This is a problem that I used to struggle with quite a bit. Um, I think, you know, if you were to, if you're into astrology at all, I would blame it on my Pisces, but I feel like it's just the fact that I like to look at things so objectively and like observantly that sometimes I would set goals that didn't really actually have a specific goal in mind. It was more like a general feeling, you know, AKA why I'm calling that like a Pisces thing. Um, but it would just be like, you know, I have a goal to get more creative. I have a goal to be healthier. I have a goal to be kinder or be more social. And it would just be like little goals like that, that weren't specific. It was just like, this is the feeling that I have. This is the idea or maybe more so kind of like the general theme of the goal, but it wasn't a specific goal. So you need to be specific about what it is you actually want. Not, you know, I want to be more creative. It would instead be, I want to create a book. I want to use my creativity by creating a book or by creating a song or by creating a video, by creating a TikTok even. You could really go anywhere you wanted with that one. I want to be more healthy by incorporating more veggies, by getting two liters of water every day, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just being more specific about what the actual goals are instead of just being vague. The second part is how to make your goals more measurable or what exactly to do in order to know when your goal is measurable. So measurable means like, what does the goal look like in its completed form? This is usually what I go to or the question that I try and ask myself when I'm trying to figure out what the measure of the goal is, especially for things that are kind of more like, you know, being healthier or getting more creative. It's like, what does that actually look like in a completed form? form. This is going to kind of get, I guess in a lot of ways, this is like building the spine on your goal. Um, this is like the overall grounded rootedness of this is what it's going to look like. This is the measure at which I will know the goal is complete. Now next is attainable and attainability is something that we actually need to take accountability for because I feel like this is a lot of the times in my experience, this is where I bite off way more than I can chew when I, I set goals for myself that aren't actually realistic and attainable, like thinking that I can, you know, like write a book in a week or something like that. Like just being like, you know what? I can do that. And then that's just not realistic and it's not attainable. And then we set really unrealistic expectations on ourselves. I think that this is also to where, for instance, people that sell set health goals and fitness goals. Um, we've talked a lot about this on the coffee talk podcast, especially recently, but this is again, where I feel like the problems come in, where we set goals that actually aren't attainable for us. Or even if our goal is to be healthier, like the thing that we're actually setting or the measurable increment in which we're saying healthier looks like is, like an unattainable, unhealthy standard for ourselves. So this is where we need to be really real and honest with ourselves. And it wouldn't hurt sometimes if you're not sure about whether or not your goal is attainable to kind of bounce your goal off of some people that know you well, that understand what your goal is or what, you know, the meaning behind your goal is and just, you know, get their idea. It's not that necessarily you should only do it if other people agree that it is attainable because a lot of the times we need to know ourselves deep within that we believe we can do it. But it doesn't hurt sometimes to just reflect that source of reality off of somebody else in order to make sure that you are setting attainable goals because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. So next up, and just as important as attainability is, is it relevant? Is it actually relevant to your life? And this is again, where I find sometimes with goal setting, we can, we can get lost or fall down the pathway of setting goals that don't actually have any relevance to us and aren't actually helping us become more the type of people that we want to become really good. Example 
example of this, and I've talked about this in many coffee talks as well. I've talked about this idea or this concept of setting goals because you like the idea of the outcome, but not because you want to be part of the process of the goal. And like, if you wanted to be like a famous singer, but you don't actually like singing in front of people, or you don't like learning how to play the guitar, but you just like the idea of being a famous singer something like that. Um, when you think about your goals, you want to just ask yourself if it aligns with either the life you're trying to create for yourself or the person you're trying to become. So another great example, like I know people that absolutely hate running. It's like, if you don't love running and you're not wanting to be a runner, then it wouldn't really make any sense for you to make a goal of yours to be to run a marathon. It's like that again, comes into that realness with yourself to be like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to prove something to other people? Or am I doing this because this goal actually helps me grow into more of the person I want to be or grow the life that I want to create. So yeah, picking goals that are relevant to us is super important too, because I think that this is also what keeps us consistent and disciplined with our goals, because we know that we're going to grow through this goal rather than goals that we set that aren't really relevant to us are the ones that tend to kind of fall behind really quickly, or we abandon really quickly because we're not actually getting anything out of the goal. And then last but not least, what is the deadline? So knowing your timeline, knowing how how long this goal might take you. This is where we're going to start breaking this part down because I feel like you can maybe estimate a timeline, but we're actually going to go into how to figure out a proper good timeline that isn't going to make your entire goal crunch time because you're going to want to enjoy the process of your goal as well. But just having a deadline in mind, having an, uh, an estimated date before planning that you would think, you know, this makes sense. Like I could probably do this by spring 2022 or something like that. So once you've gone through the smart process, of picking your goal or goals if you want to do one or many. Now is where the fun part comes in. If you know that your goal is attainable, if you know that your goal is relevant and you have a deadline, this is when we can start having fun with the goal. This is when the planning part comes in. This is like, I don't know why, this is always my favorite part of any single project that I've ever taken on is always the day I know I'm going to be sitting down with a calendar or a dry erase or a planner or even on like my computer and just like map out the goal. It's my favorite part because it's like organizing everything and getting everything like leveled into different days and different weeks. And it's just, I don't know, I geek out over this shit. So the first thing that I personally like to do when I'm setting out a goal or starting a new project or anything like that is I like to make what I call a brainstorm or a brain brain web. And realistically, I honestly just remember doing this over and over and over again in elementary school. So it's probably where and why I do this, but it's still effective. And I find it helps because a lot of the times it can get a little overwhelming. And this might also be one of those burdens or barriers that stops us from actually achieving our goals is that it can seem like such a big task task or such a big accomplishment or such a big thing to dedicate yourself to. And it can be like daunting to think like, how will I know all of the little pieces that is going to go into that big puzzle? And so starting with a brain web or a brainstorm is really helpful because you literally just write what your goal is in the middle of the page or at the top of the page. And then you just create webs of things, just like throw shit on the paper of, of things that you know, you're going to have to do. So I'll use an example, like writing a book. If you put, write a book in the middle of the, the, whatever the page, and then it's like, okay, you're going to need to make a book outline. Okay. You're going to need to research publishing or publishers or self publishing. You're going to need to get an editor or figure out an editing system. You're going to need to make sure you build out your character arches. You're going to need to make sure that 
you write a rough draft, that you write each of the individual chapters, that you name all of the chapters, that you have chapter outlines, and like all of these are not in order, right? Like I'm just yelling out random things to you that you would have to do if you were writing a book. Um, create a cover, so on and so forth. So then once you know like you've thrown everything out onto the paper and you've really kind of just everything that you could possibly think goes into that goal is written somewhere, this is where you start to then pick and choose and start to chronologically order or line up everything as if you were creating an instructions list for somebody that was going to be taking on this goal. And doing it like this is going to be really helpful because this is going to allow your brain to start being decisive about what goes where and also to be able to differentiate between what is like a step or a milestone to that goal and what is more of a daily habit. Like for instance, one of the things that you might write in that brain web is like writing a page every day or write a chapter every day. That is more of a habit rather than something that's like, you know, write the first half of the book. That is a milestone. So that'll help you also break down those two things. And then you can take to an, a different piece of paper or the next piece of paper and start to order those things and move the things over that don't go into said order and that are smaller tasks. Once you've done that, then you can take each chunk. So every basically milestone as well as the smaller chunks as well, but specifically the, the instructions list that you just created for yourself, go beside each step within your instructions or within your list or map really to your goal and estimate roughly how much time each will take you. For instance, perhaps writing a chapter takes two to three days. So if you know that your book is going to be around 21 chapters, then you know that you could basically map out how many days it's going to take you to write a rough draft or the first draft. Now, before that, you might have the step before that you need to have your chapter outlines and that your chapter outlines might take you about a week. Maybe before that you need to map out your story outline, which might take you a few hours. So doing this and going through each of the steps and thinking like, okay, what's going to, how long is this going to take me? How much time do I want to dedicate to this? And then also just to like throw this in here, it would be really, really smart. And a big, big tip is to give yourself some wiggle room because most of the time we underestimate how long things will take. We underestimate for things like normal human day-to-day -day living things like needing to pause and take breaks and, you know, eat and all of that stuff. So always give yourself a little bit more time than you think you're going to need because usually that ends up being the exact amount of time that you actually needed. Once you've done that, you can then line up your time estimate with your deadline and see if it makes sense. Like given the deadline that you were guessing and how much time you now know that this could possibly take, does that all line up or are you going to need a later deadline? And then as soon as you've done that, all that's like the main groundwork to mapping out a goal. This is the fun part. This is when you get to start deciding what goes where and when. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So beginning at your deadline, and you might wanna use a calendar for this or maybe your iPhone calendar, but go all the way down to your deadline, look at each and every step from mapping out your goal and work backwards. So starting at the bottom of your instructions list, let's say it's like, you know, finalize the final copy and approve like the, what's it called? Oh, I get them all, I get them for, like the author's copy or whatever, like, like we're using writing a book. So like you get the first author's copy, you read it through and you approve the final copy or whatever. It's like, that's the final step. So you look at your deadline and you would do that however many days you need to do before. Actually, there's a lot of steps you would probably need to do before that, like promoting your book and things like that. So again, you would look at your final step, look at your deadline and work backwards with each step and on the calendar to basically map out each step along the way backwards, all the way back into today. Again. Include some wiggle room though as you're mapping things out. Give yourself a couple days in between some tasks just so that you have those extra days if things don't go according to plan. Because you, as much as we like to have goals and map out our lives and plan things, you can't plan life. So you might just wanna give yourself a couple days in between. Again, just another helpful tip. Then once you've done that, once you've mapped out each instruction or milestone, you can go into the more nitty gritty. This is going to basically boil down to how specific your goal needs to be so if you're just kind of using this to map out a general life goal that has a couple milestones you definitely don't need to do this step but if you are someone that's trying to write a book or trying to run a marathon or trying to do a, like a more specific day-to-day -day habitual goal like that then you can also beside after you've mapped everything out in the calendars what weeks you're gonna do what and what's gonna have like different tasks and action items on different days you can also write out maybe like an overview of how you're going to build that habit into your day for instance maybe you write out what your day routine usually looks like like you wake up this time you go to work at this time you work out at this time whatever you do in a day-to-day and then just pick like where in that day you're going to devote maybe an hour or 30 minutes to working on this goal. This is also like if you're trying to learn a new language, like maybe every day you spend 15 minutes just practicing on a language app outside of the usual classwork that you're actually doing to learn a different language. Just little things like that. It depends on like how crazy and dedicated you really want to get to this goal. So here are some other helpful tips that I have found have been really beneficial when working towards and mapping out life goals. The first one is to talk to people about your goal or tell somebody about your goal. The reason why I think that this is really important is because like I said, a lot of the times you will instantly get a reflection of not only that person's opinion, but maybe perhaps even your own opinion on your goal without even realizing it. Telling somebody your goal is going to help you be more accountable, but outside of that, you can also do things like writing down your goal or tracking your goal in some way. Way. Um, this is why I love bullet journaling because it's so 
creative and you get to kind of create your own systems within the bullet journal. So you can create a bunch of goal trackers if that's something you want to do and track more consistently. Because again, the more you're introducing yourself to that goal on a daily basis, the more successful you're likely to be. The more people you tell about your goal, the more psychologically you're going to want to show up to that goal because we all fear the embarrassment of failure. You know, it's kind of like a little game you can play with yourself by telling other people what your goal is and when your deadline is so that it holds you more accountable. Like usually it's the goals that we don't tell people about or the goals that we don't write down or the goals that we don't track somewhere or whatever that tend to kind of get abandoned because it's easy to forget or let go of goals that nobody really knows about. Another really helpful tip that I find has again been super beneficial when working with big goals, especially big life goals that I've had and things that I've tried to like break down into daily habits as well, is to have a backup plan on the days that aren't flowing so nicely. It's easy to work towards our goals on the good days, but on the bad days, what do you do? And if you actively have a plan for when things aren't seeming to go your way. Perfect example using the book idea when I was writing Catcher and when I was writing Feels and Dancing with Elephants on the days where I really just like specifically when I was trying to pull at the storyline or tease out the storyline or work on things but my brain just like could not do it. Instead of abandoning my goal for the day to write I would literally open up another file and free write. So I would just like I wouldn't have to do anything specific. I could even just type random letters if I wanted to but just putting something out there, just continuing to ingrain the habit and let things flow out of me helped me break past that barrier. And not only that, a lot of the times during that free write, I would break through like points of the storyline or little things that I would want to change or trajectories or pivot in a different way because it would, it would allow some open space, some free thinking. So that's just an example, but other examples are if, for instance, I feel like my energy is super low on a day that I have a goal of something that I just need to work on that day, then I have backup playlists that I literally have stored for days where I know I need to raise my energy, days that I know I need to pump myself up. It's like I have a backup plan, I have a backup playlist, or a motivational Pinterest board, or whatever you feel like you need to do as a backup plan, including giving yourself that extra time. Because I should put in here that there are going to be days, no matter how devoted you are to your goals and to, you know, creating the most amazing life, like we do have to balance that out. So giving yourself the extra time will give you the opportunity on the days that no matter what backup plan you have, it's still not working, that you can like feel good about saying, okay, not today, maybe tomorrow because I gave myself extra time. And then last but not least, just because again, I feel like this has been something that has gotten in my way many times in life. And so I feel like I should share it is that one of the biggest obstacles that tends to stop us from fulfilling our goals is usually self doubt that trickles in somewhere along the way. It can be in the planning process. It could be in the actual activation process. You could be halfway through your goal or halfway to your goal. You could be just at the finish line. You could be just brainstorming and self-doubt just trickles in. And it's just like, you're not going to be able to do this. Like you're not, it's not meant for you. Like it doesn't matter what kind of person you want to be or what kind of life you want. Like it's that self-doubt voice will be loud, especially if you know, you're really putting yourself out there because, I mean, we've talked about this in numerous different ways on the Coffee Talk podcast, but I really just think it boils down to our ego trying to keep us safe, trying to, you know, limit us from exposure to failure or from embarrassing ourselves or putting ourselves out there or resisting the comforts of not pushing ourselves or not working towards things that we keep saying we want to. So, 
I guess I'm just here to say that like when self-doubt starts to trickle in, just come back to this podcast and I'll put a timestamp in the description for this part of the podcast, but you can do it, okay? If you have set a goal, especially using the systems that we talked about today, if you've gone through the SMART system, if you know it's attainable and relevant to you, if you've mapped it out, if this is something that has meaning to you and is going to benefit your life in some way and you know you can and you feel passionate about it and you wanna do it, let me say it to you, let me look you deadpan in the eye right now and tell you that you freaking can, okay? You can totally do it. Do not back down the minute you face challenge because you will likely face challenge. Do not back down the minute you start to doubt yourself because you will likely doubt yourself, especially if you're going for the big goals because when you go for the big goals, that's when you really start to doubt yourself. You will also likely face inevitable setbacks and momentary emphasis on the momentary failures where, you know, maybe your habit for the day was a failure, but your goal hasn't failed. Or maybe you had a bad day, but it didn't mean that you failed at everything. Or maybe you even fell off your goal for like a week or a month or a year. You can still pick your goal right back up, take the system, work through it, and just start again. Like you can do it. You are not a failure. It's literally all about perspective. It's all about mindset. Even the times you fail, you're learning. And As long as you keep getting back up and you keep trying and you keep going for it, it means something to you and you know it's yours, then don't let self-doubt stop you. Don't settle for less than you deserve. Don't settle for the half-ass comments that your inner self is making when it's trying to tell you to watch TV or procrastinate or not show up for yourself or that you can't do it, that you're not worth it, that you can't have what you want because you absolutely can. The only recipe that you need for success for your goal is if it's worth it and if it has meaning to you. So as long as your goal is worth it and as long as it has meaning to you, the rest is literally just effort. It's the ability to keep getting back up, to keep putting in effort, to allow yourself to be flexible, to maybe have to change your timeline if that is a thing that comes to be, but everything else, it boils down to effort. It's not about talent. It's not about worthiness. It's literally just effort. So if you put in the effort and it's worth it and it's valuable to you, then you absolutely can do it. You can tell self-doubt to kick rocks and you can get back on that A game, okay? So there you guys have it. That is my chat today on how to map out life goals, small goals, big goals, anything of the sort. I hope you guys enjoyed. Aside from that, I love you guys to Proxima Beam back and I'll talk to all of you guys in the next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Bye, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like, it... I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.